Welcome again to Off the Cuff with the big man Tuna and Patrick General, I'm sorry, General Patrick Van Nisha's Patty Pants, as he's known to his friends and family. Patty Poo Poo, actually. Oh, Patty Poo Poo. Well, I have several, many, many nicknames. That's unfortunate. It's nice to have like one or two nicknames. I wouldn't say there's like, you know, 97 you gotta have. No, yeah, I mean, some have stuck more than others. I mean, nothing quite like the Mantuna. Mantuna's pretty definitive. Yeah, I think you're more Mantuna now than you are human. <laughs> He's more Mantuna now than he is man. <laughs> <laughs> twisted and, well, twisted. Uh, but yeah, several nicknames. Um, Van Nicious, which you... That's a good one. I think if you've earned several nicknames through not naming yourself things, then I think you've done pretty good for yourself. Like, the Splendid Splinter. Was that a self-nickname? No, I'm just saying it's a... Oh. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, you can't give yourself a nickname. You can't just be like, call me Ace now. I think Kobe did the Black Mamba thing himself, I believe. I think he named himself Black Mamba. I mean, I guess if it's... You know, like in a press conference, people ask you questions and you come up with something that, you know. Um, you know, most cele- celebrities have an alter- alternate name, too, or, you know, their stage name. Their celebrities' names generally aren't their actual names. Oh, yeah, like you, and we shouldn't say it, but you found out Natalie Portman's real name, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I thought you did. Never. Oh, maybe I heard it from somebody else. Like, uh, her real last name isn't Portman, it's, well. it's something... Uh, Hebrew. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman. What's she been doing? She hasn't been been around in a lot of movies lately. Yeah, she did Black Swan and maybe a couple other things after that. But that was nothing, a while ago. Nothing big. Nothing big. I think. Well, I think she had a kid right after or right before, and she was like, "I'll probably be a mom for a while." Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, she should come back as Padme Amidala in those Star Trek movies. Well, she can't. She's dead in all of them. Yeah, Even but, Rogue One takes place after her. Mm. I don't know, maybe they are going to do one before Robo. Who the heck knows what they're going to do anymore? Like the Star Trek series is going to be a prequel to the original series. Like, Did you see that Enterprise the trailer that they got floating around on the internet over there? The only one I saw is it's just like zooming through like stars. So there's like one that. and it's like the ship, the Discovery, in like an asteroid space dock. And it's like, it shows them like fire up the engines and it like shows them leaving the space dock and like lighting the ship up from the, you know, the top of the bridges and stuff like that. And it, then it likes like, do 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 And it's like Star Trek. <laughs> Discovery. <so. laughs> yeah. But it's, I, I could not believe it when I saw it because it's supposed to be like, whoa. Star Trek went badass, but it doesn't look badass. The ship looks kind of corny, and Star Trek isn't a badass thing. It should it should have been like more orchestra orchestral band. Na, 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 na. Star Trek Discovery. You know, shouldn't but. have been like that at all. <laughs> uh, you can hire me for parties. I'm great with the uh, theme music. <laughs> One man band for your weddings or bar mitzvah. Mazel Tav. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that that one's a question. What's your favorite Star Trek theme song from the series? I think just the classic Star Trek theme song. From the original series? Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's Star Trek. You hear that and you're like, yeah. I actually like Voyager's intro music a lot. But it, it also takes like 
three minutes. I've never seen uh, enough Voyagers to remember what the music sounds like. Oh, really? Mr. Chakotay, meet me in Hollow Sweet 4 with Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> it's uh, funny how that's not out of context with Star Trek. No, like, that's no, not no. insane. No, well, that's, yeah, no, that actually happened. Did it? Really? I'm just Google Google images, and I'm sure you can find a picture of Chakotay, Janeway, and Leonardo da Vinci. You're just Vinci. assuming that this was an I episode? I am putting money down on this. Here, I'm, pu- I'm pulling out pulling out the, the wad. Okay, <clears throat> well, as I look this up... Um, there you go. The original is the only one you like, that's it? Well, I, I like other Star Trek themes, but it just... The Star Trek theme is Star, the Star Trek theme. Well, I actually, um, I don't like Next Generation. Well, holy crap, yeah, he wasn't. It. Hey, it's John Reese davies Yes, I know. Um, uh, freaking, what's his face from, uh... Sala? Well, yeah, Sala, but also... Gimli? Uh, Gimli. Son yeah, of Gloin? I was thinking of. He's great. Yeah, oh yeah. He was also in uh, Sliders. Yes, yes. A show that should be remade. You're like IMDb. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, here's your dollar back. Thanks. I guess I'll pay you a dollar <laughs> later. <laughs> Is that how that betting thing works? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big better. Put some money down on the ponies. I go to Santa Anita from time to time. I know, you like going to horse tracks. It's nice out there. It's nice out there. Do you get all dressed up or do you just go cash? Um, both. I usually rock the both, you know, like slacks, nice slacks, shirt. And some nice shoes. Yeah. Um, do you get a big hat? No. Okay. No. Nope. I don't get a big hat at all. I just, you know, go down, look at the ponies, drink, blow the froth off a couple, as they say. And uh, Do you have any kind of strategy when it comes to, or you're just like, eh, this sounds good. Well, they do have the odds there for you um, at all sure. at all yeah. times, and, and I think up till maybe two minutes before the race, they have like the current odds, so that helps a lot too because you don't go rush there. You know, there's 22, 22 minutes bef- between races or something like that, and you, maybe like at the ten minute ten minutes left, five minutes left, you go up and you like make your bets because they don't change too much, but some of them change, and sometimes the horse drops out to the last minute. Mm. Um, things like that. I like to look at them too, and like you know, you get you get feelings. You get feelings. All feelings, anyway. Yeah, he looks like he's moving well. Oh yeah, or oh yeah. He's a mutter, and they sometimes you know that we when you go, you get the little book, and they say, "Oh, he's a mutter." His mutter was a mutter. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's it, they have a whole. It's like you know, last time he raced here on June seventeenth, he came in fourth against stiff competition. Like they, they you know, hmm. it's pretty in depth. But people like wait wages sit there all day and like wager tons of dough. Like we go there for the day once every couple months and spend maybe like 25 bucks so really you can spend it's that very little. inexpensive that's it's cool very like inexpensive that. and you know you win a lot of the times but you don't win much you win like a dollar 30 but it's it's fun oh uh, yeah it's fun just to watch them go um the only kind of gambling i really do enjoy is uh poker and texas holding um i mean i've never really done it um to any kind of serious gambling You're extent good. But I like playing the odds in that game because, you know, I've watched po- I've watched like those World Series of Poker tournaments. Not a real sport, but yes. Um, no, it's not. Um, but like I've kind of like not analyzed it to like a professional degree, but in my own mind, I'm like, well, just play the odds, and then you know, 
build up your money because once you have uh, even just a little bit more money than other people, then it becomes about, well, I can force this person to give me this hand just because unless they have like a pair of aces, they're probably not going to want to go all in if I'm just going to like overwhelm them because that's what happens a lot in those games is just you get a little edge and then you start like taking from people. Building the edge. Yeah. um, So I like the that kind of concept of gambling, but I hate like the like horse racing to me just seems too much like eh, lucky or you're not kind of. I mean, again, there's odds involved. It's but, true. It's true. You know, a horse could break his leg or whatever. I, absolutely, I haven't seen it happen, but I, I know it does happen. Oh, I would not want to see that. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty gruesome. But you're far enough away that it's not going to be in your face on instant replay. You're just going to see it and be like, ooh, ah, yeah. Ah. The jockey would probably go flying too. Like that would probably be the most dangerous part. Mm. Yeah, the sports world's Getting crazy. Tossed. Have you heard about this Colin Kaepernick kid? Uh, he's 49ers. a he's a, uh, uh, a quarterback. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or some shit. Yeah, yeah. so it's getting all in his guff. Yeah, I mean, that's political statements yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, and then he wore like a Fidel Castro shirt. And people were like, "That's ignorant." Yeah, to like stand up for equality and human rights. But then have a shirt with a human rights. Yeah, I guess he's he wants to do all that stuff. That's that's him, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I don't, I don't, you know, want to spite anybody for saying what they believe. And you know, if you're in the public eye, you're in the public eye, and you still have a right to your opinion. Um, But that kind of hypocrisy is. Well, I think I think the hypocrisy is is he could give away all his money and stuff yeah. to X Y Z people, and that would that would be making a bigger statement than, well, I'm on TV, I might as well do something you know ridiculous with my time on TV. And maybe he does a lot of charity work. I really don't know the guy. Well, he doesn't do enough if he's not like living in a normal normal abode with no Porsche. I'm sure he's still got like tons of dough. So unless mm-hmm. he's doing that, then he's not doing enough. Yeah. Um, oh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, Stuff You Should Know. They're great. I love them. Uh, your wife turned me on to them. And it was about, like, the carrying capacity of the world. And it kind of talked about, like, the rich versus the poor. Why are we advertising another person's podcast? It's a great already? podcast. Everyone should listen to it. Well, everyone does listen to it. That's hey, why we don't Hey, maybe to. they'll <laughs> reciprocate. You never know. <sighs> They're not going to reciprocate. Hey. Easy. We're in our first few episodes. We need to build our our empire as well. (laughs) Uh, Wow. We'll have the Tunisius army. The Tunisius army, like the Kiss army, or Arrow Force One. Arrow? What is that? That's Arrows in this fan club. Arrow Force One. Are you serious? Yeah. That's the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. I know. It's Aerosmith. Aerosmith. I, you know, it's funny. I was having lunch yesterday downtown, and, I, and they had these, like, mini guitar, just like the the facing of an electric guitar. You know how sometimes they're decorated? Sure. One was for Aerosmith, and I was just like, ugh, Aerosmith. Yeah. Aerosmith. Yeah. There's nothing redeemable about that band. There's, there's like, they, have a, they have a couple good songs, I guess. Um, Jamie's Got a Gun, that's a kind of good song. Yeah, that might be their best. I think... Uh, I haven't heard enough of love in an elevator. That's a, Ugh. 
Uh, Ragdoll's not so bad. That kind of gets you, you know, if like you wake up in the morning, you're getting dressed, you're like, Ragdoll, living in a movie. <laughs> I tram and dazzle a cute day. Why are we promoting Aerosmith, man? Well, you know what? Aerosmith needs all the promotion they can get because people are forgetting about them. Good. Um, so anyway, I was getting to a point about this other podcast. <laughs> wow. We'll be right back with the news. <laughs> the This podcast talking about carrying capacity of the earth, and they said if... Everybody in the world uh, lived like an average American. Uh, what was the stat they said? It, it would, like, devastate the planet. Like, we live like uh, – the way we live is, like, 25% of the world's population, and 75% of it live in, like, you know, poverty and destitution. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it does kind of speak to people who have a lot of money talking a big game and – Probably believing it, but when it comes down to it, you having money makes you one of like a incredibly small percentage of people in this world. Yeah, and it gives you security. True. True. He, I mean, he can get fired tomorrow, and he'd still be like, "Well, now I can go do sports anal- analyst, analyst, analysis, sports analysis." Mm-hmm. He could be a commentator, <laughs> or he could just be a spokesperson. You know, there's some people who just go on to be spokespeople for the rest of their lives, like. George Foreman. Well, I think he did Shaq. lose. Yes, Shaq sells freaking everything. He's on the general now with the general's insurance. Yeah, he sells general insurance, gold, gold bonds, bond. uh, Buick. Buick? He's oh yeah, he's yeah. in the Buick because he's big and he's like he's also a I'm cop. Like, a room in the Buick. Yeah. He's also yeah, he's also a cop. He like he's a co- oh yeah, he's in Miami. Cop. He he does sports commentating for TBS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he like has another show. I think he's on that. He's like he does everything. He is Shaq. He can. He's. He can do it. Him and Michael Strahan. Like I don't know how they. It's like an episode of, or not an episode. It's like that movie Multiplicity. Like they have to have more than one of them because they're getting so much. I've done. not seen that movie. Eh, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of Andy McDowell. Yeah, I understand that. She she's good in Groundhog Day and she's good in Hudson Hawk, another classic. But she, I don't know. She kind of has a. She she needs more expression in her face. I think. Yeah, she, she kind of has the same look all the time. The, oh, I'm kind of worried. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> my, my, my choice is L'Oreal. Yeah, she has. She's, a, she's got a funny <laughs> voice. Well, she's got like a funny voice. Yeah. Was she from Arkansas, Tennessee? I have no idea. Never Says did my... here Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Never did my Andy McDowell research. Yeah. Yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, nice. Told you that in private. Nice. Um, cool. So what were we talking about that lady in the Andy McDowell? I lost my train of thought there. It's true. So she was in Hudson Hawk, which is another... Oh, well, let's let's give a shout-out to Gene Wilder, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Gene Wilder has passed from this earth to the other realm, whatever that may be. Level 8. And <laughs> he was awesome. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a, a great movie. And the songs are great. Mm-hmm. And Have you seen a lot of his movies? Yeah, Silver Streak, my favorite of Still his movies. Seen that one. Uh, what? I, I movie night tonight. Silver Streak. Man. I grew up with a different uh, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie. Stir Crazy. Not as good. No. Here's uh, no evil. evil. See no evil. Yeah, that one's pretty. Which good. was it had funny moments, yeah. and I liked it as a kid, but it's, it yeah. wasn't a good movie. Silver Streak is a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. Great road movie, great buddy movie, great before like people were PC because it's like mm-hmm. a lot of N word and a lot of 
like off color saying things in it. And then like, you know, that movie's like PG. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like I feel like stuff like that, like a lot of Mel Brooks movies, if you showed it nowadays for the first time, it would cause an outrage. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, then there's Django and Hateful Eight and they don't really cause too much outrage. I guess there's something about because they're the characters are kind of victimized in those movies. I think, in a way. I guess, but that it you can say it without causing a ruckus instead of just using it for comedy. But I think I think Tarantino uses it on purpose. I think he could really he could do all those movies without that. Um, but I, and then I, is he doing it for authenticity? I don't know. Who knows. Yeah, he's, Did people really talk like that? I don't he's abused know. that word, quite frankly, I think in my so. opinion. I think it's so. so prevalent in his movies. I know, it's just over and over again, over and over again. But, um, I guess, in a way, he's trying to kill the word so it doesn't have that connotation anymore, but like, you just can't say it over and over again. And ho- hopefully it'll just be like, eh, it doesn't mean anything now. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. You don't see it in a lot of movies besides his, I'd say. Oh, yeah, I think it's been slowly squeezed out of our culture. Yeah. You know, for good reasons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. 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 We're, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in one minute after a word from these sponsors. Are you tired of your old phone conking out on you whenever you get on the bus or train? Now, there's Phone Boost. Phone Boost, you say? What is Phone Boost. Phone Boost, simply put, is a boost for your phone. Say you're playing Pokemons, or say you need an important email from your Gmail account, you can get Phone Boost. It'll boost your phone to new unworldly heights. You'll be able to contact Pluto in no short time. Oh, hello, Pluto, are you there? Yeah, hello! Pluto, this is the planet Earth calling with Boost Phone in tow. Oh, we heard of that up here. It sounds wonderful. What? You say you've heard of Boost Phone there on Pluto, another planet? Oh, yeah. It's all over our billboards and our radio commercials. It's fantastic. Billboards? You mean you can see us while you're traveling along your space highway in your space vehicle? Sure can. Boy, this phone boost is the best. Well, thank you so much, Plutonian. Now, another caller calling us from Mars. <laughs> uh, that was our interstellar travels. That, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. So what I was saying, uh, yeah. Andy McDowell was in Multiplicity. I and that was, yeah, that was okay. the movie we got away from. Great. I was just letting you know. I don't care about multiplicity. All right, you're missing out. Is that the one where Michael Keaton plays the Batman? No, that would be uh, Batman. Uh, That's Batman 2. Oh, Batman 2. Yeah. Batman also. <laughs> Batman again. Batman again. Bat- ben Affleck is Batman again. Bat- Batfleck. But he, it's going to be the Justice League movie, and it's, it's not a Batman movie, right? No, they're going to do like a separate solo Batman movie with Deathstroke. Did you see the Deathstroke footage? No. He, he tweeted out, tweeted uh, Deathstroke footage. Who did? Ben Affleck. Oh, is Will Smith going to play Deathstroke again? Well, Will Smith was dead shot in the Suicide Squad, oh. but Deathstroke is a completely different character. Oh, I thought he played Deathstroke. No. Uh, okay. Dead shot. 
Well, that's cool, then, because yeah. I was like, oh, he looks really lame as Deathstroke. Yeah, no, he's not Deathstroke. Okay, good. Um, well, that's pretty good. Who, who's playing Deathstroke? I don't know. Because it's an old guy, right? Well, he, I mean, the comic books, he appears old, but I think, oh, you know what? They had a picture of that guy that was in the new Pee Wee movie, Joe, Joe Manitania. Joe, he's from, I think. Joe Montaigne. Joe Montaigne. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm Deathstroke the Terminator. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. Um, no, he was Joe, Joe, something or other. He's an Italian guy, but I think he's in Game of Thrones. I don't watch that show, but he's in that, I think. Oh, I don't know the character. Joe Magatanganeo. Something like that. Sure, that sounds good. Magatanganeo. Joe Magatanganeo, if you're out there, please call us. We would love to have you on the air. And have a great party while you're on the air with us. Mm. Yo, yo, mm. yo. Mm. This is Joe Magatanganeo. Here on Toonish's Experience. Thanks for inviting me. What's going on in the world of movies, gentlemen? I, I think I think that's how it would sound. He sounds like he's a drag queen. <laughs> he sounds like he's a drag queen. You can tell what he's wearing by that voice. That's what you're uh, saying. The music, but it sounded like you were in a drag club, and he was like, <laughs> "Hey, gentlemen!" <laughs> wow, that's what you said. A, a drag club. Wow. Oh, I didn't man. sound like that. Joe Magnatangia Aggie <laughs> sounded oh, like, right. sounded like that. Remember, Magnatangia. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, so that's that's neat. Um, William Shatner is still alive. He's he, got a new show. I know he's with somebody else old, right? It's him and somebody old, Henry Winkler. Oh yeah, I think Shaq is in that damn show. Is Shaq in the show too? And, and, Those uh, three go together. And uh, what the analyst on, on the, he does the NFL on Fox? Ball Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Wow, it's like old when Shaq is the youngest guy around. That's not maybe it's be. not Shaq because he's quite a bit younger than them. Yeah, I mean they're all like seventy or eighty. Uh, use Gold Bomb Medicated Powder. Uh, it'll keep you dry. Uh. <laughs> he's a funny dude. Though. Oh, I love Shaq. He did some great post game uh, interviews. He did some great games too. In oh the yeah, I mean he was a wonderful player. A force. A force. His size was a little bit of a help. Do you remember when he broke a backboard when he was on Magic? Yeah, everyone knows that. It was his. It was his logo. The shack on the backboard, breaking the backboard, was his, the logo for his shack brand. Well, I don't mean just the glass. I mean when he pulled it down. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen sports videos on YouTube. Man, you're real condescending all of a sudden. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've been watching too much. Uh, uh, Lethal Weapon. We've been watching those Lethal Weapon movies. All that aggression? Yeah. Coursing through your veins? Yeah. yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah, we were talking about how you knew the locations now, where they were. It's pretty neat. Living in Los Angeles, you can see where the, the scenes are shot and stuff like that. And you can see the incongruities with the scenes and locations and things. like that. The, the highlight, the climax of Lethal Weapon, Mad Max, Mad Max, freaking Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think of him as Mad Max because Mel Gibson's such a horrible person. But... Uh, at the climax of the movie, Mel Gibson manages to run like six and a half miles in two minutes. So that's, that's pretty neat. If you're watching it from a purely geographical standpoint. Right. Um, but it's a good movie. That, but that scene does bother me when he's on he's on the highway, packed to the gills with people. Yeah. The, you know, the villain of the story shooting, okay, 
he doesn't care. But then Mel Gibson's character is also like, eh, screw those people in the car. I'll just shoot my automatic rifle back. Well, Mel Gibson is a trained badass in that movie, so. he Yeah, he is. Ever notice he gets less badass as the movies progress? And like the fifth one, if they ever have a fifth one, he's going to like fall down a flight of chairs and be like, Raj, Raj, I'm dying. I'm dying, Raj. You're not going to die on the stairs. <laughs> You're gonna die in the toilet. You're gonna die in the toilet. Um, well, I mean, he grows up, I guess you could say. He's a dad by matures, the fourth one. Matures. Yeah, he's an adult in, in the first movie. Yeah, that's true. Full-blown adult. What did I say? Grow up? Yeah, he grow, he's, well, mentally. He's gonna grow into that badge and uniform. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. I do. The fourth one was Jet, okay. Jet was only, Jet yeah, only for, like, the action scenes. The story was like, ugh. I don't know, we're gonna watch it, but I I just remember Mel Gibson getting beat up by like no names in the fourth one. It's like some guy like is hijacking a car like, hey, hey, stole the ass, all right. He's like <laughs> gets well, beat up. That movie was you know, he's old. what, fifty in that movie? Uh, I don't think he's that old in that Okay, movie. he may be the late forties, but even still, people in their late forties, early fifties don't kick ass the way they do like Liam Neeson, who's almost 70 or something now yeah. is an action star later in his life. Taken three. You know, and Sylvester Stallone in the Expendables movies. But he's always been an action star. True, but like now it's like old guys can be action stars because they do that quick cut, all yeah, you know, really stuff. Quick cut. Like, yeah, they shoot Stallone from the biceps up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. This is my lucky gun and my lucky plane and I got a lucky bike somewhere, I'm sure of it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Liam Neeson did a lot of great stunts that looked like in the Batman movie. Like, they fought each other. It wasn't so... Yeah, that's true. Bam, that, that movie, um, what's that movie called? Nonstop, where he's on the plane. That wasn't such a bad movie. Yeah, I heard good things about yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. I've always liked Liam Neeson. I never saw Dark Man, though. It's kind of cheesy. yeah. Sam, I think it's Sam Raimi though. Sam Raimi, if you're into that guy, Evil Dead and the Spider-Man flicks. Mm, not really. Wow, you don't like the Spider-Man flicks. The original Spider-Man? No. The first and second? No. The second one is good. Yeah. I think the first one's fairly bad, and the third one is unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, the comic book movies. When is it? When do you think it's going to die down? Because they've already had a bunch of bombs, so it's not like, well, you know, they'll all bomb and then it'll it'll change to something else. But what do you think? What do you think the next thing is going to be? You think it's going to be like Victorian age movies or westerns? You think westerns are going to make a comeback? What, what do you think is going to happen? It could. Um, honestly, I think more science fiction and like kind of like realistic space travel. Like, Interstellar, there's a new movie coming out about aliens called The Arrival. It looks pretty good. Yeah, is that the remake with Charlie Sheen? No. No. I mean, that, that movie was called The Arrival. Right. I never saw it. So, I mean, it's possible it could be, but I doubt it very much. It's about a linguist and how she has to communicate. Oh. Um, so, and like, you know, Gravity, while I heard there were like technical issues with reality, like, you know, it was... More than like Guardians of the Galaxy. But that's reality. what you think. You think the future is going to be like realistic science fiction? I mean, it could. I mean, that's kind of taken off. It's getting more respect. And, and I mean, there was uh, news the other day that there's a message that scientists are kind of taking seriously as could be alien. It's true. It's true. So, yeah, I think there's interest in that. And 
I firmly believe that in our lifetime we'll discover that there's at least some form of life on another world, even if it's like, you know, microscopic or, you know, proto anything. Interesting. Um, so I think that could also help our creative endeavors take that stuff more seriously. But I don't know as far as like mainstream, like within the next five years, what's going to, because I think we've probably passed the point when like, consistently great superhero movies are going to come out. Do you think we will colonize another planet before or after we destroy our own planet? Uh, I guess that's the the key there because I don't know if we'd be able to colonize if we destroy this one. No, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. Do you think do you think what will happen sooner? We destroy our planet or colonize another planet? Um, well, how how what do you mean colonize? Just have somebody on that planet living have permanently? Some people living on a planet permanently, and you know the ability to expand and live on that planet permanently for all people theoretically in the future at at some point. Um, I don't think we're ever going to totally destroy ourselves just because there's so much. And this goes back to what I was talking about, carrying capacity. Like, the Earth, if everyone has the minimum water and food, just grains, I think the Earth can hold 40 billion people, roughly. It could be as low as maybe 20. But, like, our carrying capacity is improved by technology. So, I th- like, I think we're already at 20 billion. No, we're not. We're at, uh, I think, 7 Billion, I think. No, you're completely off. No, I'm China not. has eight billion people. <laughs> they have like less than two billion people. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Our carrying capacity, we can hold a lot more people. Um, but the problem is, is that technology has improved this, so like we could feed everybody on this planet, and that there's millions of people starving. So I think that while humanity will survive. Unfortunately, I think Gene Roddenberry kind of had it right. Like, in the next few decades, we'll probably have, like, a massive war or just resources will start to go away and it'll cause tension. So it might just be regional conflicts, but everybody's going to want food and water and energy, so... Yeah, but hasn't that been happening for the past 100 years? Yeah, it's been happening a lot. It's been building up to this. I mean, it's never been about, like, we don't have food and we're going to attack another major country, you know... Not at least any major war like That'd be something, global, huh? but yeah, I mean that, that's what I think a lot of sci-fi touches. That's what Interstellar was about. That's true. I mean, everything was a dust plane because we didn't know how to manage our planet. Yeah, I guess that's true. I have to watch that movie again. But I think we will outlast our destruction. It'll severely curtail us, but I think we can overcome it, and I think we will colonize our planet, but. I would hope we could colonize before we destroy ourselves. Yeah, That'd be cool. That, that would be nice. On that happy note, you got anything else you want to discuss today? We said uh, goodbye to Mr. Gene Wilder, who was fantastic in so many movies. Uh, I love Silver Streak so much. Yeah, I like Haunted Honeymoon with his wife, Gilda Radner. Former wife. Former, well, I mean, yeah. he, his, she his, was his, his wife love, his until love. she passed yeah. away. That's true. Um, and then he stopped being in movies after that. After Pretty much. Passed. 25 years Stop being in movies altogether. Yeah, so uh, goodbye, Mr. Wilder. I'll miss you. You were great in so many things. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And what else did we learn today? Uh, location we, we, in LA? We also learned that Lethal Weapon's a great movie. I like Lethal Weapon 2 better, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, the fight scene at the end on the front lawn is great. 
Yeah, Lethal Weapon One. Definitely. It's. I mean, it doesn't make up for the fact that Lethal Weapon Two is like funnier and just better overall. It is funnier. Yeah, they made it much more into a comedy action movie. It's true. Um, plus, plus, you got Joe Pesci coming in. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Leo gets. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate all your support, and the fun drive last week was great. $2,372,000. Yep, that's what we Seven, raised here. 74 cents was raised. So, thank you. It all went to a good cause. My pocket. My Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Beautiful. <laughs>